Welcome to the 65th episode of Delica, a podcast between two friends about the latest in society, politics, and feminism in Indonesia and the world. I'm Stephanie Dunkelisan. And I'm Sweden Lee. This week we're talking about mental health and issues surrounding stigma about it, a little bit of biology and medicine related to it, and um, just tips for self-care and acceptance. Just to be clear, you know, neither Stephanie or I are mental health experts, but I think having just a conversation between friends about it is already more than what is happening right now in the space. I think mental health mm-hmm. is a very important issue to talk about openly, and we hope that this conversation will be useful for our listeners. Here's to it! So Stephanie and I have actually wanted to have this conversation for a long time now. A mm-hmm. few of our listeners have in the past reached out and said, you know, you guys should have a conversation around mental health and just talk about it. And I've always been um, fascinated by it and I've wanted to talk about it. Uh, and actually, this topic is kind of topical right now just because Sandy, who is Prabowo's running mate and is the vice presidential candidate, talked about how if he and Prabowo were elected, that their administration will focus more on mental health, which is a... Topic and a field that has been undercovered and definitely yeah. not talked about by the government or by society in general. There's a huge stigma around it, and we hope that this conversation will do a little bit of a part in destigmatizing and just opening up potential entry points into the conversation around mental health. Yeah. So let's talk about it. So I think just to start off with where we're coming from in this conversation. Sweden is an asshole. <laughs> Sweden uh, is explain that to me. Very lucky in his genetic. Sweden is very fortunate to not have to deal with any mental health issues because I don't know. You're really annoying. Um, <laughs> but he does have a lot of friends with a lot of variety of issues. Yeah, and um, and I personally struggle with like anxiety and some depressive episodes. But, um, and I've been someone who's been going to therapy, I think, for years now. So, um, that's where we're coming from. We're neither of us are doctors, psychiatrists, or psychologists. So, take everything we say with a grain of salt. Though, <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast, you should have taken lots of grains of salt by now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just want to like talk about it in terms of, you know, at least just talking about the stigma around it and how we shouldn't be so scared of those words and then try encourage people to look for help and you know part of this i think is a conversation around mental health globally in general i feel like Mm -hmm. culturally it's becoming more at least maybe i'm biased right we live in the west maybe it's a little bit more open here that you know people are starting to talk about it more people in pop culture are starting talking about it more Um, Mm -hmm. self-care is a phrase that now exists in the world that it's not just a thing that exists in small circles of people who suffer from mental health. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, yeah, like Stephanie said, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say I have mental health issues. I wouldn't say I suffer from mental health issues, but I do want to figure out how to be a good friend, how to be a good supporter of those Mm -hmm. who do suffer and how can I be there for them. And honestly, if, if these kind of conversations don't happen, I feel like I don't know how I can, you know, play a positive role in all of this. 
Yeah. So I think the first thing we should talk about is, you know, what is mental health and mental illness? Mm -hmm. um, it's a really, really broad category, and there are so many different types of it. Um, you know, some of the common ones are bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, depressive disorders, anxiety, obsessive compulsive and related disorders or OCD, and traumas and stress-related disorders like PTSD, mm -hmm. dissociative disorders. And, um, yeah. But yeah, I think for the most part, especially in um, Indonesia, there's kind of this stigma around it or talking about it. Um, Sometimes I think some people think, you know, having it is a sign of weakness or you're just not strong enough. Yeah, the, the fact that they still call it gangguan jiwa, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah you, you're disturbed. Mentally. Oh my God. It's just. Yeah. The... Mm -hmm. So I think um, part of the discussion that I want to address is that, like, first of all, it's not anything at all as a sign of weakness. Um, it's mm -hmm. a really valid thing to have. And. One way to look at it would be to, people like to say it's a chemical imbalance and it's not your fault. So like mm -hmm. stigmatizing is part of it is like recognizing that it's not your fault and what the illness makes you unable to do or do is not your fault, especially when you're doing it to yourself. Um, I mean, if you're harming other people, that's a different story, but that's most mentally ill people do not do that at all. And there's no relation between mental illness and crimes really mm -hmm. um so part of it is that but it's also recognizing that that's one way to look at it like a more holistic way to look at it sure there's certainly a chemical imbalance but in that there's genetic factor so are your parents or grandparents have a history of different kinds of mental illness that they may ha mm -hmm. may or may not have told you about and that makes you more likely to become predisposed to those um issues especially like for example schizophrenia is one of those more famously like hereditary diseases um and then it's also part of your, how well functioning your neurotransmitters are so neurotransmitters are substances though more accurately protein that help carry signals between your brain and that will eventually manifest and what how this is often linked to mental illness is for example your neurotransmitters aren't carrying your serotonin as well um to your brain cells so you can't really feel a lot of things or feel normal and happy um so they're kind of like train conductors right they kind of orchestrate what's going on yeah i think you know as we're sort of like diving straight deep into the the science a little bit or sort of the mechanics behind uh mental health i think it's also just from a you know from an outsider looking in i think there's such a stigma towards mental health and also an assumption that there is such a thing called normal or like a standard Mm -hmm. default normal mental health that everybody or whatever your background your, you know your genetic history everybody has a default that is quote-unquote healthy and that we can all it's like an objective thing when i feel like with the people i've encountered everybody has their highs everybody has their lows uh, at some stage like your mental health is something that like your physical health it fluctuates and you and you try to keep it healthy it's an ongoing effort but there's no gold standard well, for it. the problem with that is I think yeah certainly mood swings happen and it also really varies based on your life circumstances the difference between that and being diagnosed with mental illness is that it's such a ever-present and or recurring part of your life oh yeah yeah that you know it's it's different and needs to be taken seriously yeah you know and in, in the sense of like for example a depression depression means like a constant feeling like that for like months of more than a month right um 
so the low is like persistent and in a way like almost unending <laughs> um for example my worst months are winter when there's not enough sun it says a girl from indonesia it was very shocking to me my first year in chicago um you had to go to chicago you had to go to yeah. new york <laughs> yeah that I, you just had so much less sun so you know winter months are usually difficult for me mm -hmm. um and you know it, it takes a lot of you know first like recognizing that was a big part of like oh this is a thing that happens to me during winter and i shouldn't isolate myself from my friends and everyone i love mm -hmm. um and uh so that's kind of you know recognizing that and like just being more mindful of for, for me like for example like you know really going to therapy regularly and making sure like even just going to therapy for me really helped in the sense of like oh i'm doing something good for myself yeah um taking care of myself and then i make sure to wake up as soon as the sun rises and try to be near sunlight as much as i could and exercising more um i guess what i'm What I'm saying, you know, obviously, I'm not trying to brush aside people's mental health episodes. I guess what I was trying to say is that uh, for people who don't encounter it and who don't meet people who who suffer from mental health issues, and I will say this, when I was growing up, when I didn't know anybody who had serious mental health issues, this is what I was thinking, right? Like, why don't you just feel better? Mm. Why don't you just, you know, why... Why don't you snap out of it, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I feel fine. Like, I'm in the same boat as you are, you know, in terms of, you know, maybe we're, like, friends at school. We take the same classes. We're in the same socioeconomic situation. I feel fine. Why don't you feel fine? You know, mm. that was certainly where I was coming from uh, when I was younger, when I was ignorant to all of these issues. And, and I think for people who don't encounter others like that, they think there's... What they're feeling right now is the gold standard, when, in fact, it's, like... Mm -hmm. You can't just say it like that, you know? Yeah. No, that's probably one of the worst things to say. Um, and I think this is crucial in our conversation. It's hard to empathize for others coming in. Like, they can't see... It's invisible, right? Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Not only is it invisible from just, like, perception, but it's also invisible in conversation. So you really can't empathize in terms of, like, the story behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. in the sense that like I'm very functional and that's because it's a lot of work mm -hmm. um but even when I wasn't I can hide it really well um and I'm generally like a social smiley person in real life yeah so people wouldn't usually think of me in that way and but I've had days where I like cannot get out of bed and it's not like laziness it's just like eh. like nothing feels like it's worthwhile or meaningful or whatever And, um, I don't know, for me, it's really helpful to know that I'm not alone mm -hmm. and that I can, all, there's a lot of resources that you can access online and, um, just like really weird things was really helpful, like going out on a walk and then noticing how beautiful the light from the tree create the shadow and, 
you know, really sometimes forcing yourself to go to the gym.、Mm-hmm. As shitty as it is and as hard as it is, it's like, okay, at least in this space of one hour, I can feel strong. And like, I, I'm starting weight training and like lifting weights now.、Um, life update. <laughs>、um, <laughs> but yeah. I'm curious, you know, you talked a little bit about how you're a high functioning individual, and so at times that can mask. Uh, how others think whether or not you have issues. Yeah. In our, in our circles,、uh, and in Indonesian culture, especially, I think there's such pressure to be functioning.、Mm-hmm. And there's such stigma and just in general, social stigma around being lazy. Yeah. That. Oh, for sure. Yeah. In, you know, I mean, this is not something I've completely resolved. When I feel like that and I'm not really doing anything, I'm not really productive. I just really have so much self loathing、mm-hmm. about myself and feeling really lazy, and then it just makes it worse. And there's a spiral of like, you feel depressed, therefore you can't really do anything, but then not doing anything makes you lazy and you make you feel more depressed. And、mm-hmm. it's fun, happy, fun times.、Um, it becomes a really hard. And- Like, cycle to get out of. Yeah, and then when you're in, and when you're not in that cycle, and you're like, oh, that's silly.、Mm-hmm. But when you're in it, you like can't see things any other way. I'm asking you this as somebody from the outside looking in.、Uh, for for others around you, if you were in that situation, is it better for people to reach out to you or to let you have your own time,、like, um, let you come out at your own、uh, volition? I guess when you're ready for it. No, I've been I've been forced to social situations. Is that good or bad? That's a good thing, at least for me. Okay, it's really different based on other people, and it's like not super helpful to have people tell you, "Oh, let me know what I can do for you." I think that's really like not super helpful because you're like, I can't think what you need to do. Like, suggest me things that we can do. Like, hey, let's go out for coffee. Hey, let's go for a walk in the park, or you know, it's not. Like it's not your job to tell you what to do to help me. Yeah, yeah, and I've had like ex partners who've been like, oh, you, like I. This is the first time it happened to me. Like my ex partner was like, after he realized it wasn't me, just like I broke up with my ex partner because I was super depressed and I didn't want to see anyone. And、um, mm-hmm. like at first he was like, oh, okay, you don't want to be with me. That's fair. Like it's totally out of nowhere, but I get it. And then he like kind of found out that I like shut off everybody in my life, and he was like, "Ah, I think this is depression." And then like semi forced his way back into my life, and that was actually a really good thing.、Uh, but, that's like the first time I've、yeah. heard an ex coming into coming back into your life, and it's like actually good. That's not don't always do that. <laughs> don't always do that. But in this situation, because this was the first time this happened to me. This was helpful to have someone else step in and figure out what I need to do and what was helpful for me to do. <laughs>、um, props to that person.、Uh, a lot of my close friends who kind of suffer from something similar like yours, where it's like it's like seasonal or you know seasonal mood swings or depressive periods brought on by winter.、Mm-hmm. I always don't know what to do, right? Because I feel like. I feel imposing if I'm there and I'm trying to, you know, urge them to. Every person is different,、mm-hmm. but I think what I feel like is more helpful is like instead of letting me know what I can do, as I said, it's like, okay, do you want me to 
leave you alone for right now or do you want me to be here and come back like just give concrete suggestions suggestions instead of like an open kind of question just like you can give like a b or c option you know like it's not mm-hmm. just something more specific okay or like oh can i make you a cup of tea or coffee or whatever that kind of stuff would be helpful um okay but like also instead of like saying you should go to the gym like oh why don't we go to the gym together like you know that's actually like, a really good uh suggestion because i've heard you know i've heard people give uh suggestions of like you should go f- you should go work out because you'll feel better and then you know, they just suggest yeah that. <laughs> that's not helpful <laughs> yeah uh like if you are in a long distance friendship like i am with a lot of my friends like okay um even if we can't gym together why don't we decide to go to a gym class like separately in different cities but around the same time frame or something you know like you do yoga class and i do yoga class and you know it's like a buddy system and you can text each other about it when you're taking a class or whatever it's as close to you're gonna get yeah to being yeah. in the same class together yeah but if they fail at it, if they don't actually do it don't be mad or anything just like mm-hmm. or just be on skype with them and not really talk mm-hmm. to them it's fine just watch something some just watch some tv together you know Like, even for me, talking about it's really difficult. Because even Mm -hmm. though, like, I'm probably, I'm, like, super open about it in person. um, But I probably think this is the first time I'm talking about it in a semi-public way. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, like, I'm super open about it in person. And I tell all my friends who go to therapy. But it's just not fun to talk about, honestly. Um, I think think we owe it to our listeners to to be pretty candid here. How? Did you feel nervous about having this conversation today? A little bit. Uh, it's more like, um, I don't know. It's it's just like puts you back in places where, you know, it's not super something that you want to re- recall as much. Um, yeah, makes sense. That's how it is, but it's life and I'm in a lot better place. Um, well, firstly, I think uh, on behalf of our listeners, I feel like Thank you for talking about this because I know it mm-hmm. can't be easy. Yeah, I think it's... But, like, for example, I know in terms of, like, being a friend to people who deal with it, it's, like, just check in on them every once in a while and be like, hey, how are you feeling? How's your mood mm-hmm. today? Like, um, do you want to do this or that? Just check in, like, just have the initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And on the subject of friends, I think this is a big one, but sometimes you have to let go of your toxic friends. You ain't got time for that. <laughs> like, I'm pretty good at it. Like, none of my friends and friendships are toxic because yes. I don't have time for it. Like, But I know some people have a really hard time staying friends with people who are trying to use them or mm. who are friends with them. And, like, this friend just makes them feel horrible about themselves and stuff. And it's not... Just you don't have time for this. Like, mm-hmm. even if you've been friends with them for a really long time, it doesn't matter. And just like, or like, for or for example, stop following Instagram accounts that make you feel crappy about your life. Because like, yeah, that feed jealousy is real, you know, like Definitely you're always it. comparing people's highlight reels to your own life. And that's really not healthy. I mean, 
I know at some point I I definitely unfollowed a lot of Instagrams that mm -hmm. or hide them if they're your friends, right? You can just hide their click and hide stories or whatever, and then just follow a lot more cute puppy Instagrams. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> yes. Or cats or whatever floats your boat, you know. Whatever pet floats um, your boat. <laughs> yeah, or memes or funny things, you know, just things that don't make you feel like crap, garbage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, just cut, just cut all of that out of your life. Yes. You don't need it. Mm -hmm. You can do it. I believe in you. Mm -hmm. We believe in you. Um, <laughs> Get rid of all the toxic waste. <laughs> yeah. And I think actually this is this is important for myself. I think as well. Yeah. It's okay to take a break from the news, you know, even if we're currently living in troubled times. Dystopia. You don't have to place the burden of the world on yourself. On yourself every single second of the day. It's okay yeah. to check out. While it's important for you to be informed, part mm -hmm. of why journalism and news exists is that we are holding truth to power accountable. So we're just making sure those people who are not doing great things know that other people are watching them. Yeah. So it's not on you as a person to feel crappier about yourself and your life to always know everything about the news and stuff. Mm -hmm. Do it if it makes you like... I know in the past I have listened to Fox News in the morning just to wake <sighs> myself up and replace one for coffee because rage empowers me and makes me like work. But that's <laughs> that's if it's that's not the fuck it does for you, then don't do that. Yes. <laughs> That's not the fuck it does for me, but I, I I guess I applaud you for starting your day like that. Uh, especially when I'm in like hotels and have early morning meetings or whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> and you just need to get fired up. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, you know, uh, <laughs> we've been doing this podcast for my god, like over two years, almost three years now. And oh god, Jesus! <laughs> there, you know, there are obviously many times where we've both talked about super serious stuff and super heavy stuff, and uh, and personal stuff, and personal yeah. stuff. And uh, but but I think you know a conversation like this is as equally important as any of those deep dives into stories into news items because this is this is also real life. This is also a big conversation that needs to be happening, and I'm and I'm kind of glad we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I think. The main lesson is it's totally valid however you're feeling. Or if you recognize these signs in your friends, please reach out in mm -hmm. the ways we suggested and um, let them know their feelings are valid. I think part of the conversation is like why I kind of opened up a little bit is that, look, it's I'm someone who works hard and has achieved some things in life and I deal with it. Yeah. And it's okay for people to do so and be more frank about it. Mm -hmm. Um it's gonna whatever has happening in your life it's gonna be okay and um try reach out to a friend or better yet friends reach out to your friends um and just know that there's a lot of support and help outside and that you are not alone Thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find more information and resources of whatever we talked about on our website, delica.id. Music credits to John Dealey, Lee Rosevere, and of course, 
broke for free. If you like what you hear and want to support us, please review our podcast on the Apple Podcast app or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. And please share our podcast with your friends. It's the best way to spread the word about Dialogica. If you want to get more involved, we'd love to hear from you. Our email is dialogicapodcast at gmail.com or just shoot us a message on our Facebook page. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and our Twitter. Please follow us in these various platforms. Our Twitter handle is at dialogicapod. Also, follow me on Twitter. It's stephtank. That's S-T-E-P-H-T-A-N-G-K. Thank you again and see you guys next time. Bye!